0: Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asien. Napoleon Asien is a son of Bishop Dag Heward-Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asien has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry Teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody lift your hands and begin to speak in tongues. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Let the resurrection power of Jesus Christ rub on you. Oh, somebody lift your hands and go ahead. Go ahead. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Go ahead. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Mukabarababo, tabarababo, seta tabando rundi limahuta. Oh Jesus, we thank you. Mo tabaraba. We give you glory, Lord. Mo shabakate. Oh yes, Lord. Mo kabaraba. Oh kabando ro kabarababa. Oh yes, Lord. Ayabarababa. Koto seke breundi. We abandon bando kabando How many know that because he lives, you can also face tomorrow? All fear is gone. All fear is gone. Oh, Let it be your confession. This is your prayer. Because he lives. An empty grave is there to prove our Savior is alive. Let's go. I confess. Let it be your confession. Somebody confess it. It's your prayer. Because Christ lives. There's no one like him in history. He's the only one who raised the dead and he put down his life and he took it again. Somebody sing it and confess it like you mean it. lift your hands and say I confess tomorrow because Christ leaves all fear is gone As you confess it, because he, because he lived, I pray you can face the future. Your tomorrow will be better than today because of Christ, your heart will be perfected. Whatever oh, fear. fear of the unknown, let it pass over. Yes, I know. Because you live, we can face tomorrow. Because of God, you overcame the grave. Lord, we are not afraid. We are not afraid of what tomorrow brings. Because you are the one that brings tomorrow. Life is worth the living just. Every fear is overcome. Every fear is conquered. Every fear is bind now in the name of Jesus. Father, we commit our lives unto your hands and we pray oh God that by the resurrection power of Jesus, Lord will you lift us from where we are to where we need to be. Deliver us from our fears and give us the boldness that comes from you to live godly lives full of virtue and honor in obedience to you and your word father we thank you we bless you we give you all the glory lord this morning we say have your way and let your will be done touch our hearts lord that we will understand even the purpose of your death may we oh god not make light of what you have done for us we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Well, He's risen. <laughs> he's risen indeed. Hallelujah one of the things that we need to ask ourselves is why did Jesus died? Hallelujah. Why did Jesus die? And if we are able to answer that question, then we will be able to know whether we are living a purposeful life or he has died in vain. Are you here? If your mother... Or your father told all his life, labored, and retired at the age of 60. And all his pension fund, whatever he had, he bought a little plot or a little house or a little car and handed it over world to you. And you allow, I mean it's working, everything is in perfect condition and you allow strangers to come and take it or you are not making good use of it. What it really means is that your father or your mother has told in vain his hope that he will give you a better life which indeed he has he or she has done. You did not take advantage of it. Are you here? Why will you be a destitute a pauper? Living in the streets when indeed your father has left for you a property, 17 bedroom, property all over, some in Constantia, some in Greenpoint, some in Bishop's Court, some in Kailicha, in Mitchell's Plain. Every Sabbath he has a room, he has a building there, and you are living on the streets. Your father worked so hard. He worked so hard to ensure that it will be well with you. And here he dies and wills all his property to you. And you are living on the streets. The only reason could be whether you are mentally retarded. Maybe the mind is not working. Why should you be a pauper? Why should you be a destitute? Why should you be homeless when you own homes? How many understand what I'm talking about? So, you know, today we speak about the resurrection power. May the resurrection power be in your life. Amen. He rose from dead. And it's not today that he's, uh, he, he rose. He has done it long ago. So, this power has, must have been in our lives. Long before today. Amen. Amen. You know, when I was uh, a much younger preacher, every Resurrection Sunday, I felt like preaching the resurrection power so that the power will come. No, but the power must be around and must be with you. It is not on the day that you are remembering the day your father died four years ago that his role must work. It's not on the 14th anniversary of the death of your father. That is not the day that you remember that your father had properties and he has worlded it into your name. From the very day he died, everything was yours. Hallelujah. And in the name of Jesus, every condition, every sickness, every power that has overpowered you, is ended now in the name of jesus the resurrection power of christ works on your behalf may you appropriate the power that is in jesus christ hallelujah so that power is available for us you don't even need to know how to operate it it to work that is why at a point jesus even had to say that even if you don't know how to tread on serpents Instead of treading upon the head. Say, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's an indemnity clause. That even if you don't know how to tread upon serpents, they cannot hurt you because of who you are. So there is enough power in Christ... In fact when he resurrected he said unto his uh, apostles in Galilee he said all power all power in heaven on earth is given unto me so our god has all power not some power not some few power but the tricks of the enemy is very powerful he's he he resort to uh, uh tricks deception to deceive us Hallelujah. So the power of Christ is not wind. It's not reduced. It's still, I mean, powerful, works wonders and it will work wonders in your very lives. Let every opposition, let everything that has come against you dry up in the name of Jesus. That is the power we have in Christ. But this morning, I'm talking about come back to God come back to God. Tell somebody, come back to God. God. What is the reason? Why did he live and die? Why did he live and die? Somebody lived just to die. Let's talk about it for a few minutes that we'll be together and we'll be out of here. Amen. Somebody lived just to die. And because of that, because he knew he was living just to die, he was so purposeful that he did not get married. If he was going to be around for 70 or 80 years, I'm sure things would have. But he knew that I am here for a purpose. Hallelujah. So why did he die? Why did Jesus die? Because of me and you. Hallelujah. We need to understand the message of the Bible. Why was the need for Jesus to come? And why did he have to die? God created this beautiful uh, earth that you see. And he gave the indenture and everything he had created to Adam. Are you there? And uh, unfortunately, the Satan deceived Adam and Adam handed over the indenture or the property that God has given to him to Satan. You know, who you obey is who you are serving. It's just like going to vote. When you say yes to ANC, you cannot say yes to ANC and say yes to EFF and say yes to DA. Who you vote for is who you believe in. Hallelujah. So, with one action, Adam willed everything that uh, God has given him. That is why, when the devil came tempting Jesus, one of the things he said to him in Luke chapter 4 he said, Everything is delivered unto me. Everything is delivered unto me. And if you will bow and worship me, I will give you. Do you remember? Then Jesus came and speak unto them, saying, all power, no, is given unto me in heaven and on earth. We've moved on. But when the devil tempted Jesus, one of the things he said to him is that, don't don't struggle. I have the indenture. Everything is delivered unto me. And whomsoever I will, I will give it. So all you don't, you need to do, don't try and die a painful death. Just bow and worship me and I will give whatever you are looking for, I will give it to you. Are you here? Now you know that if you bow and worship, if he gives you something, then you belong to him. Then you really belong to him. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, no, I will go through what I have to go through. I will pay for the sin that Adam and Eve, the human race has committed. I'm paying for their restoration. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what the Bible says in, uh, when you read. Okay. And said unto him, all these things will I give thee, if thou will fall down and worship me. Maybe start from verse number 8. Again, the devil taketh him up in an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto Jesus, all these things will I give unto thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord, thy God, and him only. The Luke 1. Go to the Luke 4, 6. Luke chapter 4. Okay. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. Who delivered it? Grandpa Adam delivered it. He said all these things were delivered. So, one of the things we need to understand is that something has happened to the God's creation this world is not the way God created it. Hallelujah. That is why some people here, even you are here as a Christian, sometimes you get angry with God. You don't need to get angry with God. God did not create you to be sick. God did not create you to uh, be uh, poor. God did not create us to die. Even death was not part of God's plan for us. We're supposed to live forever. Can you believe it? And if we're supposed to live forever, then that should also tell you that there was no sickness. Because it's sickness that has come to kill us. So before Adam sinned, the Bible says for wages of sin is death. The payments, the salary for sin is death. So it means when you don't sin, you are not going to die. And God told Adam that the day you will sin, you will eat of this food, you will surely die. And Adam ate it. The devil deceived him. He said, you will not surely die. You will not surely die. And he ate it and something happened. The intelligence of Adam re- reduced. Now we need to go to school. Even now when you go to school and you get 30%, they say you've passed. When you don't know 70% can you believe that you are going to be operated on by a doctor and the doctor got 30% in that subject that he's coming to extract your wisdom tooth and he passed with 30%. There's a lot of try and error in the system. There is a lot of, because the world is not. Why should mosquito bite you and you die? Why should snake bite you and you die? Why do we have, I mean, bacteria, virus, something after the fall of man, something changed in nature, in God's creation that has brought, that's why God said, What is that that thou has done? You he, he, he see, man did not even understand the effect of what he has done you see and if you don't understand that we are operating at less than 1% of our capacity you will not think of the restoration adam could name every tree could name every animal and educate god bible said and adam told god the names of the uh, animals and whatever he said that was it adam could teach god That this is a dog, this is a lion. This is a cheetah, and this is a leopard. Not lion one, lion two, lion three, and lion four. Yeah. He knew the difference between a peacock, guinea fowl, a chicken, a dove. No chicken one, chicken two, chicken... It's like now you can even see that the, the way we name, unless we do, we cannot even be, be innovative, we can't invent, we cannot say that oh, this is this, this, or this is a building block, then okay, and there's a and B and C. We can't have names, so something happened to the creation of God-hallelujah! That now, if you don't go to school, you don't read, you cannot read. But the Bible talks about it. That, I mean, I mean the record in heaven was the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. So it means that we were supposed to be able to read. Now when Jesus came, he did not go to school, but he read. When Peter was able to be with Jesus, people took notice that the guy has not been to school, but something has changed about him. <laughs> Something was restored that when they saw Peter preaching, the Bible said they took knowledge that he had been with Jesus. Only Jesus did not go to school and was able to speak English. Only Jesus did not go to school and was able to read, only Jesus could do. So when they saw a fisherman who must be a total illiterate and now he is refined, talking, reading by association people said this guy has been with Jesus. And Jesus did not come just to do that. He came to restore us from where we fell. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And the restoration is such that you know what God created has been, I mean, damaged to extent that that's why there's going to be a new earth. And the Bible says, John said, and I saw the new earth. So those of us who come through this restoration process are those who are going to live again on the new earth and when you read Bible said and that the tree of life was back there The, the tree of life was back there all the things that was in the garden of Eden we are back there restoration that's why there is going to be a new earth and a new heaven hallelujah are you here this morning so, why did Christ die? He lived just to die. To restore us. To deliver us from our fall. You know, sometimes when an adult fall, it's not a simple thing. Eh? <laughs> Children fall so easily, they run and they are going. When they, an adult is falling, even he, they fear. <laughs> 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 Many of the adults, when they fall in, in the washroom, they die. Or they have stroke. Something you sleep like they You don't know how you are coming. <laughs> so the fall. <foe, laughs> the fall <foe> of man. <laughs> has done something terrible to us. By Jesus came. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 1 verse number 21. Listen to it. Bible says. And she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall do, save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. So Jesus came to save us from our sins and to deliver us from the effect of the fall. When the fall came, when the fall man started dying, diseases, sickness, blindness, every kind of problem. And when he came, that's why he was working miracles. He came to show that this is not what is supposed to be. He healed the blind. He caused the deaf and the dumb to hear. Cripples have to walk. He said, this is not how it's supposed to. So he had power to show all that. But the truth of the issue is that the extent to which the corruption had gone on is such that no matter how you do it, it will not be like the original. Look at the pollution, everything. So salvation through Jesus Christ Gives us access to the new, the new thing. Like he said, I do all things anew. Hallelujah. Amen. So the pain, the torture, the suffering of Christ through the cross should not be in vain. His death should not be in vain. Amen. I want to read quickly the death barrier and the resurrection and we'll continue. I don't know what I have time to do it because maybe I should just go to the resurrection. Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. He begins with how Judas, the one who betrayed Christ, hung himself. Then he continues with how uh, the soldiers mock Jesus, but from verse number 32 is the crucifixion. So Bible says, can I read it from the NLT? Okay, 32 in King James. Bible says, and as they came out, they found a man of Sireen, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were come unto a place God called Gorgotha, that is to say, a place of scowl. They gave him vinegar to drink, mingle with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. You know, I'm reading this as um, a way of letting you know how much labor, like I said, the toll of our father. If your father died and left something, when you read the account, of the crucifixion the betrayer you see what he had to go through for us to that is why it is not right for a christian not to appropriate the power of god the resurrection power must be in your life hallelujah the blood serves as the evidence of the highest price that was paid to free you and me by the reason of the death and the resurrection, there is no disease, there is no sickness, there is no sin, there is nothing that should be able to oppress you or take you away from God because he has paid the highest price. Hallelujah. Amen. When you go through, I was, I was reading about the, um, the physical examination of what might have happened to Christ. Not the spiritual implication like, like the, 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 uh, the uh, physical examination by doctors. The medical, the medical account. What could have killed? And the first thing that I, I read, that made me see that, look, we need to take what Jesus has done very serious. The first account, and nobody was able to capture it, only the doctor. Luke. Luke was the one who captured it. He said when he was praying in the garden, his sweat was like blood. You know, the ordinary men couldn't understand. Couldn't understand what was happening. But medically, they said the only time you can have blood coming out of your sweat pulse is when you are so stressed Say when you are extremely stressed to the extent that you are, you cannot take it. There are capillaries in the blood vessels, the sweat vessels. It bursts. And when it bursts, the sweat that will come from it becomes like blood. So, Jesus was stressed. Even when he was praying in the garden, he was so stressed. You see, no wonder before even he started praying, he told the people, I am exceedingly sorrowful to the point of dying. I am exceedingly sorrowful to the point of dying. And when he started praying, he was so stressed with the imminent death that faces him, the torture, what was coming. He was so stressed that the capillaries in his blood vessels, they burst, they raptured. And that was what look the doctor saw. That the sweat that were coming from his sweatpants were like blood. And when I think, so there is no stress that you should go through. He has, he has stress enough for my freedom. He has stress. Oh, I'm not, see, I'm not. I don't want to go there. If I'm beginning to tell you the things he has done that you don't need to go through. What is what is the kind of stress that you are going through? He has been through the highest kind of stress. And when I was reading, one doctor said, "It is not this this condition is not seen often. It's a rare uh, uh, condition because no n- people. Some people even commit suicide before they will get to that level. Yeah, some people kill themselves." But when you become so stressed to the point that the capillaries in the blood vessels ruptures and comes through your uh, blood, uh, your, 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 your sweat pulse, as then it means, he said, that alone means that by the time you get, you will be so weak. He said, the next thing that follows is that because of what has happened, you will be so weak. That you, you, you would need help. And he had not been arrested yet. Yeah, Even before he was arrested, the man was so stressed about what was happening. I don't intend to make the death, the barrier, and the resurrection of Jesus useless. I, I, I don't intend. Hallelujah. And you also don't. Don't, don't, don't rubbish it. He paid the highest kind of price for me to be where I am. Hallelujah. Oh, whatever the enemy brings against you, tell the person it is Jesus who died. Hey, and he rose again. He has paid. What is the sin that you have committed? He has paid for every kind of sin, every kind of case, every kind of thing that is against us. Hallelujah. You are free forever in the name of Jesus. I say you are free forever in the name of Jesus. No matter the situation, let cancers be healed, diabetes, HIV, whatever it is, be healed of it through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, And the sweat, which was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground, was in agony. Verse number 34. And they gave him vinegar to drink, mingle with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. That they parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture they did cast lots, and sitting down they watched him there and set up over his head his accusation, written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two chiefs crucified with him, one on the right hand, and the other on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself if thou be the Son of God. Come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The chiefs also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. Are you there? And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabbathani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them, that stood there, when they heard that, said, the man called for Elias, and straightway, one of the, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let, be, let us see whether Elias will come and save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he shut up the ghosts. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent entwined from the top to the bottom, and the earth did shake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection. Can you see? They rose from the dead, but they did not come until after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching, watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done they feared greatly saying truly this is the son of God. And many women were there beholding afar off which followed Jesus from Galilee ministering unto him among which was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's children. When the evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen lin cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rode a gravestone to the door of the sepulchre and departed. And there was Mary and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulchre. Now, the next day that followed... The day of the preparation the chief the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate are you there saying sir we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive after three days I will rise again command therefore that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day lest at lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. Hallelujah. So even the people who were supervising the crucifixion or the death knew that if Jesus rise from the dead, hey, the mistake they have made will be worse than before. Hallelujah. On the day, the enemy even knew that if this man rises from the dead, we are, <laughs> we, we are exposed. The, the, everything will be wrong. Hallelujah. And Jesus rose from the dead. And if you are here and we don't have the evidence and the benefits of his resurrection power in our lives, today, may it be in your life. Whatever they were saying, it was the last error. You see, it said that it would be the greatest of the mistakes if he rise from the dead and he in, indeed rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Pilate said unto them, Ye have watched. Go your way and make it as sure as ye can. So they went and made a sure, Sealing the stone and setting a watch. Verse number uh chapter twenty-eight. Can I read it? Because if I leave it, I'm sure you will not read it when you go home. I mean Easter. Today is resurrection, but from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, some have not read any account of it. So let me read, okay? Yeah, because you did not, that's why I'm doing it. Okay. In the end. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. Maybe, let me read it from the NLT. Early Early on Sunday morning, See, Sabbath is the Saturday, so early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning. His clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into into a dead faint. Then the angels spoke To the woman. Don't be afraid. He said, I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The woman ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grabbed his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said unto them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, for they will see me there. Verse 11. As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priests what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, go, uh, you must say Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping. And they stole the body. Now, how will you know? If you were sleeping, how will you know who came? (laughs) If the governor hears about it, we will stand up for you so you will not get into trouble. So, the guard accepted the bribe and said, what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews and they still tell it today. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee going into the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him but some of them doubted. I know who it is. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have, have I I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Are you there? Therefore, what? Go and make disciples of all the nations. Hallelujah. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these things. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can we read verse number mm, 18 to 20 together? One, go. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, we see right here, if we don't do what Jesus said, then he has died a useless and painful death. He went through so much, was beaten, crucified. I mean, somebody who was beaten so much so that by the time they came to break his leg, he was already dead. All the chiefs who were crucified, they were not beaten like Jesus. That's why their legs were broken so that they will have, uh, what do you call it, a reason to die. A cause of death will be internal bleeding because they, they, they broke their legs because they were just crucified. They were still strong. By Jesus, even the knowledge, this is the reason why there has been a debate whether you would like to know when you are going to die. which one will you prefer you just want to die without knowing or you know that in three days time we are going to die (laughs) you see the way you are jesus knew that he was going to die that is why many people one day i asked lady to she was sick they couldn't find what was that's all you should go and do hiv that's no pastor no i don't want to know see some people are very well so they tell them that they, then within three days they shrink when you know what is wrong with you <laughs> so knowing that he was going to die alone is a torture you are living knowing that you are about to die I, I don't think that you will even understand the pressure you will not be normal you, you will not be normal you, you can easily be talking You can't be there, and you say, hey. (laughs) Hey, so next week by this time, I will be on the ground. How will I be breathing? (gasps) You, you, You wouldn't want to know certain things. But for Jesus to know, for Jesus to know, you know, that is why we really, and he mastered it. Even when he was on the cross, he had to pray. He had to preach. When he was arrested, my God, mighty Jesus. He went through all that and was still stable. was able to tell John, take my mother. My mother, this is your son from now. I make all things new." Then he tell one of the chiefs who was insulting him. You are all my you. Then the one who said, that, look, if you enter into thy kingdom, remember me. He said, look, tonight... You'll be with me. Mighty Jesus. With all that he knew. Hallelujah. That is when he resurrected, the Bible says he met with the disciples and said all power is given unto me. Go and preach the gospel into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit. I said, teach them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. That is what I'm talking about. Come back to God. Come back to God. That is, the, that is the essence of his death. Anyone who is not yet in God, who has not come to God, is making the death of Jesus useless. And it's me and you who have the right and have been given the responsibility to make this all important mission of jesus to come to pass hallelujah if all you are doing is enjoying your christian life as a christian if all you are doing is to sing hallelujah congratulations i'm on my way to heaven you have no that is not the disciples were saved but he said that this is not the reason it's not your own salvation If it's only your own salvation, then right after your salvation, God would have extracted you to be in heaven. But there is more. Hallelujah. There's more for me and you to do. Amen. Amen. It is not only for pastors. It is not only for shepherds. Every single person. That is what our church is about. Everyone, whether you are a manager, a, a carpenter, a mason, a bricklayer, whoever you are, you can do something for God come back and the message is simple. Come back to God. Tell somebody, come back to God. Tell another person, come back to God. That is the, that is the ministry that God has given us that we should go not only in your community, not only in your uh, province, we should go to every nation. We should go to every nation. I see missionaries here in the name of Jesus. You may work as an accountant. You may do different work, but that is not the work of your life. That is not your life's work. That one you are doing in order to eat. But there is a reason why God has left us over here is to be able to tell other people, come back to God. Come back to God. Say, go, go and teach. Preach to all the nations. I see you preaching. I see you teaching. I see you baptizing people water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you are here, you cannot lead people to receive Holy Ghost baptism to speak in tongues. It means you are not fulfilling. You are not ready to fulfill the instruction that Jesus gave. Your father died. He said, this is my property. Take it. Don't be a destitute. I have rooms that we cannot make. We cannot make the death of Jesus. A painful death, a useless death. Hallelujah. You need to ask yourself since you came to Christ, have you lived the inside The reason for which I was saved, you were saved. Hallelujah. And the reason is for you to tell somebody to come back to God. Amen. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read from verse number fifteen quickly and we'll be going. We'll be leaving now. Second Corinthians chapter five. Are you there? NLT, I'm going to read from verse number fifteen. And we will be out of here. Should I start from fourteen? Okay, the verse number 14 says, the 13 is also good. <laughs> the 13 says, for whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. In other words, when you live for Christ, and when you do what God will have you to do, whether people think that you are mad, or people think that you are doing, you are humble, they say, no, no, I am humble because of you. Do, you. do you understand? In other words, what we need to become, what we are not, in order for other people to come to Christ. Verse number 14. Look at it. Can we go to the uh, NLT? Verse number 14. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died. To our old life. Hallelujah. So that's one point. Now that Christ has died for us, what it means is that we must also die to our old life. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Yes. Verse number 15. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Amen. So, Christ died for us so that we who have received this new life, this salvation, we will not live for ourselves. Amen. So, if we have this salvation and we are living for ourselves, then we are making the death, the resurrection, and the power in Jesus of no effect. May we live for Christ. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Hallelujah. So everyone, it's true, you are not a full-time priest and you are not a full-time minister but in your own somebody says small way or in your own big way, in your own way, do something, live for Christ. Hallelujah. May people, may you reflect who Christ is. When people see us, may they see Christ in us. When they encounter us, may they feel after Christ. Verse number 16, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ mainly mainly from a human point of view. How differently we now know him. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. May this be true for all of us. Eighteen. And all of this is a gift from God. Who brought us back to himself through Christ Jesus. And God has given us this task. Please, if the Bible is yours, underline it. And God has given us this task. Why did Christ die? To restore us. He's given us this task. What is the task? The task of reconciling people to him. So, our work as believers, as people over here, the reason why we are not killed, we are not yet in heaven. God has not found a reason to uh, uh, take us heaven. Can you believe that even after you got born again, please, between the two of us, don't tell anybody, even after you got born again, there is a Lord. I'm sorry of all my sins. You have continued sinning. Even the very things you promised God, you will not do it again. You have done it not only again, but again and again and again and again and again and again. And again. And again. You have done it plenty. And still, God does not Extract you still, God, there's a reason. You see, the reason why the task that He has given us is more than the little sin you are thinking of. That is why, even you are sinning by He said that you know, if I take Him, who is going to help me to do the task? That is why, even in your sins, rise up and do the task.
1: Rise up
0: and do the tax. Don't use your sin as an excuse. Your sin is even the reason why. The reason why he has not because the wages of sin is death. And the devil I'm sure he has already told God that this is your daughter, can you see? She doesn't believe in you. The last time she said she will not do it again. Look at it. then the devil will show God pictures of you. How did I know it? he spoke about this. He showed uh, uh, pictures of Lot. I said Lot. Job. He said, is it not because of the the devil? He said, look, this is your girl. You need to kill him. The devil will be telling. Did you not say that the wages of sin is death? People commit uh, uh, fornication. They have HIV. Why are you keeping this one? Kill her and let her also die. And God said, no, no, no. I have a tax. I have a task for them to do. Hallelujah. That is why you should never allow anything to prevent you. To prevent you. Angels will not come. It is only us. Hallelujah. Verse number 19, he said, For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer accounting people's sin against them, Oh, I I did not finish the 18, did I? The 18 again. It said, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. So God has brought us through Christ into himself and God has given us a task. Please write the task. Write the task. What is your task? I want you to write. I'm not the one saying. He has given us a task of reconciling people to him. Write it in capital, my tax, my job from God is to reconcile people. He Reconcil- did not even mention the people. Reconcile children, reconcile your friends, reconcile your enemies. Anyone you find, reconcile. Hallelujah. And he begins to explain in verse number 19. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sin against them no longer counting what? People sin. So whatever sin the person has done, was he an armed robber? Is he a scully? Is he somebody? Whatever the person, don't count the person's sin. Your work is to reconcile that God has sent Jesus Christ to pay for your sins and all the things you've done is been paid. It's under the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Reconciling the world into himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. In the King James, it says in the 19th, to wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation don't know what is happening. Mm, committed unto her the word of reconciliation. Twenty. Now, then, we are ambassadors. Can you believe that you are an ambassador? Can you see what God has done through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Somebody say, "I am an ambassador." Am an ambassador. Some of you are walking that doesn't show that you are an ambassador. Change your walking an ambassador, ambassador of South Africa in Lesotho or in, uh, what do you call it? Botswana, ambassador of South Africa in Europe must behave a certain way. Begin to behave like an ambassador of God. Begin to represent God well. Hallelujah. You need to be a representative of God. We need to do our task. Every ambassador is given a a, a, a task. The interest of America and all the African nations is democracy. The interest of God on earth is to reconcile everybody to him. Hallelujah. And the work is for me and you to do as ambassadors. Verse number 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors. And God is making this appeal through us. NLT. So, we are what? Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. That is my title. <clears throat> We speak for Christ. The only time we have spoken for Christ is when we tell people come back to God. We speak for you are not speaking for Christ when you are condemning people. The only time you speak for Christ is when you you say we are pleading with you come back to God. Come back. It doesn't matter what you have done. We understand. We are about come back to God. What you've done is so bad, but come back to God. God understands; He's forgiving. He said, "Come, your sins may be as red as crimson, but God will forgive you." Hallelujah! Oh, I like this one. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. May you allow God to make His appeal through you. I said, "Allow God to make His appeal through you." Amen. And he said, we speak for Christ when we plead in vetted commerce. come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the suffering, to be an offering, sorry, for our sin. So that we could be made right with God through Christ. The King James says, now we are ambassadors of Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. Make it right with God. For he has made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. So that, that is, it is very simple. Very straightforward. That this is the work that God has given us. Hallelujah. That we need to let everything go. That we will be able to tell people come back to God no matter what you have done no matter who you are no matter what you feel and what you are feeling come back to God God will forgive God will cleanse this is the reason why we are still around when this does not come out from a Christian we have forfeited the purpose for which Christ died may we not make the death of Christ useless hallelujah Amen. And as we close, let's read the scripture. Philippians chapter 3, verse number. Are you in Philippians chapter 3? We'll just read the scripture then. We go. Okay. I'm reading from verse 1. It said, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things. I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those uh, mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. It's talking about how to get people saved. For we, for we who worship by the spirit of God are one who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human efforts. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could, indeed, if others have reason to, others have reason for confidence in their own effort, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel, and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew. If the Ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly that I harshly persecuted the church and as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. This is Paul speaking. I once taught. These things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Are you there? For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. And become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness. Through obeying the law. Rather I become righteous. Through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself. Depends on faith. I want to know Christ. And experience the mighty power. That raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him. sharing his death. So that one day or one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Amen. Verse 12. He said, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to uh, what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize. For which God, through Christ, is calling us. Hallelujah. God has called us and is calling us and is talking to us. There is a prize. Those of us who do the task. There is a reward for every job. Bible says it has given us a work, a tax to reconcile people to Him. Hallelujah. I said, so This is when we speak, when we speak and we tell people, Come back to God, we would have spoken on behalf of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. This Sunday, you don't lack His power. You don't lack anything that is in Christ. What is left for us to do is to live a life that will let the death, the barrier, the resurrection of Jesus Christ be meaningful. Amen. The reason we have left, we've been left here. I pray for you. May the resurrected Jesus Christ live through us. May we be able to say to people, come back to God. Come back to Christ. May we reconcile people to God. Wherever we are, whatever we are doing, may souls be so valuable to us. May we be able to bring people back to God. And as we do, God will bless you. Hallelujah. On this Resurrection Sunday, all we are saying is our task is to say to people, come back to God. We need to reconcile people to God again. And as we do, may the Lord bless us may he grace us may it be well with us i pray that when all is said and done we will hear that word good and faithful servant that we also may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead if we ever die if we are not raptured in the name of jesus may god touch our hearts may this tax be our burden may we go everywhere knowing that as christians we have a charge over our lives to bring people to God, to say to people, come back to God, to reconcile people to God. Hallelujah. And as you do, I see God using you as his armor of salvation, as his weapon of deliverance, as a person. You see, when you rise up to do it, God will use you as a healer, as a prophet, as a teacher. He will use you. You know, in doing this task, that is when, at the manifestations of God power comes through you and I see you being used mightily by God at your workplace in your school in your home wherever you find yourself to in train in a bus may God use you I hear you saying come back to God be reconciled to God and it will be a blessing to us in Jesus mighty name amen